0: Bringing hope to many around the globe, transforming lives into legacy, Living Word with Pastor Mansa Otego. And now, today's Word. So let's go to the Word of God as I teach on the third part of my message, Preparing for Increase. And this is part three of preparing for increase. And we go back to our foundational text, which is in Isaiah chapter 54, verses 1 to 3. Isaiah chapter 54, verses 1 to 3. Sing, O barren, you who have not born. Break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have not labored with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent. Let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. For you shall expand to the right and to the left, and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. We have dealt with the first two verses and uh, we have focused a lot on verse 2 where God tells his people to get ready for increase and he tells them uh, that although their situation is very bad and, and their people have been taken away and, and the cities have been ruined, he says that there is going to be increase. There's going to be increase. And I believe that the same message is being sent to us. Though it seems like things are hard in this season, there is a season of increase upon us. And, and we're going to increase on every side. Amen? And, and so God tells them to prepare. And there are four things he tells them to prepare for. And I'll go through them because we've covered them. Uh, first, he said to them, enlarge. Everybody say enlarge. He told them to enlarge the place of their tent. Then secondly, he told them to stretch. Everybody say stretch. He told them to stretch their curtains and allow their curtains to be stretched. And then he told them to lengthen. Everybody say lengthen. Uh, he said they should lengthen the cords. And then he told them to strengthen. Everybody say strengthen. So there are four things we do to prepare for increase. We enlarge. We stretch, we lengthen, we strengthen. We enlarge, we stretch, we lengthen, we strengthen. Let's go through the four together. Number one, number two, number three, number four. All right. So these are the four commands, the four imperatives. That God gave to his people. He says, If I'm going to increase you, you have to enlarge the place of your tent, the space you are in. And 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 that's what we have done as a church. We have enlarged the place of our tent. We have stretched our curtains. We have lengthened our cords. We have strengthened our stakes. We say, Lord, we are ready. This facility is our message to God. We are ready for increase we are ready for massive growth we are ready for us to do great things now i want you to note this that many times when god tells you to enlarge it will be at the wrong time of your life and for israel it was a wrong time it was a time when everything was gone nothing was working because sometimes people want to wait for the best time to believe god for great things And we want things to look good before we believe God for good things. But you believe God for good things when everything is looking bad. And you take the step of faith. And you stretch. And you expand. And then God fills it up. Now God told them that if they did these four things. Enlarge, stretch, lengthening and strengthening. Then he will do something. So that is what we are looking at at uh, this uh, part 3 and it's in verse 3 he says if you do that verse 3 he says you shall expand to the right and to the left your descendants will inherit the nations and make their desolate cities inhabit, inhabited so God makes three promises to Israel three promises in verse 3 and the first one is you shall expand. And that is why he says enlarge. Why? Because you're going to expand. You're going to expand. You're going to break forth. The Hebrew word that is translated expand is paratz. Paratz is where you get another word that some of you may be uh, familiar with, uh, paratz. paratz. uh or some people call it perez. Uh, but, but that word means to break through. So God says, enlarge the place of your tent because you're going to break through. You're going to prats. You're going to expand. You're going to break out from where you are. I don't know about you, but I believe God is saying to you, expansion is coming to you. You're going to break through on every side. You shall expand. Now for us to expand, two things must take place. First, you have to step out. Stepping out means to break free from all restrictions. You cannot expand when you are contained in a limited place. You have to break. The word parats, it's used to describe when a dam is broken. Water that has been kept by a, uh, by a dam, boom, is broken. That is it. And normally the word is a violent word and when we say it's a violent word it means it takes a forceful action it's not a very gentle parades everything opens no it's boom parades it's a forceful thing so God says for you to expand you have to step out I don't know what world has been imposed on you. Maybe you are living in a world of limitation, of scarcity, of smallness, but you have to step out of it. You have to step out of it. Maybe you look at Ghana and you look at our economy and how things are and you watch television and listen to debates on radio and you have allowed everything to make you feel small and think small, but you serve a big God and he says you're about to step out. Somebody say, I'm stepping out. But Parats, it's not just stepping out. Because when you step out, you must go somewhere, isn't it? I mean, you, you can't step out and just go nowhere. So it is step out and step in. Step out and step in. So for us to expand, we have to step in. That means to break forth into new areas. So God is saying to Israel... Get ready, enlarge the place of your tent. Why? Because you're going to step out. You're going to break out. And when you break out, you will break in. You'll go into places you've never been before. In a sense, that is what we are doing as a church this year as we seek to increase. We stepped out from Christ Temple West. We step in to Christ Temple East. Into a place where we have no membership. Into a geographical area we have not been for the last 20 years. But that's what we are doing. We are stepping out. You step out and you step in. Every breakthrough that God wants to bring your way is going to require you to do something radical. If you just want to live life as it is, you will be where you are. But if you want to live life as God wants you to, then you're going to be bold, you're going to be courageous, and you're going to step out of something and step into something. And as you see your church take these moves, it's time for you to also make similar moves in your own private life, in your business life, in your professional life, because God wants you to step out of something and be bold. Don't be timid. Don't be contained. Don't limit yourself. Don't tell yourself stories that keep you where you are. God has big things for you. God has mighty things for you. God wants to show you another side of himself. Don't make him small in your eyes. He's a big God. And he says, enlarge because you're going to expand. He wants us to break out and break in. And if you look at the passage, it says you will expand to the right hand and to the left hand. It's a figure of speech, meaning you will expand on all sides. On all sides. Not only in one area, but in every area. It will happen in your family. It will happen in your business. It will happen in your finances. It will happen in your spiritual life. It will happen in all areas. Expansion on all sides. So that's the first thing God said to the children of Israel. You're going to expand. Now, if you were Israel, you would not really believe that. Because they have just been conquered by two nations. The Assyrians had come to conquer them in the north, and Babylonians had conquered them in the south. The northern kingdom taken by Assyria. Southern kingdom taken by Babylon. Their king has been taken into captivity. All the young men into captivity. Their city has been ransacked. Their temple has been torn down. And God says, you're going to expand. Now, the normal thing in such a situation is to say, Oh, woe on me. Oh, how miserable my life was. Oh, life has been so hard. God says, no, 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 no. Get ready. Enlarge the place of your tent because you're going to expand. So maybe calamity has hit you, but God says in the midst of the calamity, you will expand. You will expand. You will expand. You will expand. Everything is gone, but you will expand. And that's why he says it starts with your mind. Enlarge the place of your tent. Enlarge it. Then the second thing he says to them: Not only will you expand, he says, you will inherit. In the text, he says, your seed or your descendants will inherit the nations. Wow! Your seed, your 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 children will inherit the nations. Now. What what does it mean when God says that? Now, you know, most times we say the youth are the future of our nation. Have you heard that statement? The youth are the future of the nation. So when you lose the youth, you have lost the future. Now, when God said you shall inherit, he said your descendants, or in other translations, your seed. That seed there means your children. Now why did God say your children shall inherit the nations? Because the children had been taken away to the nations. So, if you were left back home in Israel, you have no child. That is why he starts by calling them barren. You have no child. Every parent has no child. Daniel's parents, Shadrach's parents, uh, Abednego's parents, all of them, no child. Why? Because the Babylonians and the Assyrians have taken all the children into their nations. So it's like something happens in Ghana, may it never happen. We go to war and we will never go to war. And and. One nation, maybe Togo or Benin or somebody comes to conquer us. It will never happen. But I'm just using it as an example. It will never happen. You know? And then they take all our children. So it's left with parents with no children. And when, in those days, there's no Instagram, there's no Facebook. Your children won't go and say, hey, hey, hi, mom, I'm in, I'm in Lagos. No, 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 nothing like that. They are gone and nobody knows anything about them. So if you are in Jerusalem, you are thinking, my future is lost. My seed is lost. My inheritance is lost. Nothing good will come to me again. And God says to them, that is not how you should think about it. He says, your seed, who now look like slaves in the foreign lands, I will choose them to inherit those nations. In other words, they have gone to those nations, but they will take over those nations and possess those nations. So God is saying to the children of Israel, think of it differently. Look at the problem differently. Because you haven't lost it. It's not all gone. I'm going to use what you think has been lost to give you something bigger. I'm going to give you the nations from what? think is lost so he says think about it differently think about it your seed shall inherit now what does it mean to inherit inherit to inherit two things must happen first you must dispossess you must drive out occupiers from your inheritance god says you're going to dispossess them Though Babylon was a foreign land for the Jews, it was God's earth. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. So God says, your children have gone to Babylon. To you, it's a foreign land. To me, it's part of my world. And when they go in there, they would dispossess the natives. And that is exactly what happened. When Daniel went to Babylon as a slave, he was selected to go to school. He and his comrades, and when they were tested, they were ten times better. And they were made governors of the lands they were in. God fulfilled his word. Your seed whom you think have been lost have gone ahead to inherit the nation. That is what happened to Esther. She was a slave girl in Persia. But the king threw away his wife Vashti. Opened the doors. And this slave girl went to inherit the nations. Because God says it's not all lost. It's not all lost. You will dispossess. And after you dispossess, you do the second thing. You will possess. You will possess, you will take full ownership of all that God has given to you. Full ownership. You will become a legitimate owner, an heir of the inheritance that is rightfully yours. Your seed shall inherit. The thing that you think is gone, God says, don't look at it as gone. Look at it as seed that has been planted into your future to possess a new territory for you. I don't know what you look at in your life. Maybe you look about at your life and it's all regret. Oh, you regret, regret. God, stop regretting. Oh, I wish I hadn't done this. Oh, I wish I, you did it. I wish this hadn't happened. It has happened wishes will not change the situation but god says if you want the situation to change look at it differently your seed which has been carried into captivity are going to be possessors of the lands they have been carried into whoever thinks they have lost there is no future there is no there is no hope for them there is hope for the future Because what you consider lost, God is bringing it back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Your seed shall inherit the nations. That's the second promise God gave to them. Then he gave them a third promise. A third promise. And in the third promise, he said to them, And make the desolate cities inhabited. He says, you will rebuild. You will rebuild. You will make the desolate cities inhabited. The construction of this sentence is a very unique one. Because a desolate city is a contradiction in terms. It's an oxymoron. You cannot have a desolate city. Why? Because a city, by definition, is a large, densely populated urban area. So for a place to be a city, there must be population in it. Accra is not a city because of size. We are a city because we are overpopulated. In this our Accra. Accra. That's why some of you have now taken to living in Dodua and living in Frafraha and living in all kinds of areas because we are choked. Living in Kaswa, living in Mal- Malam back there, Shoto, back Santa Maria. I mean when I was growing up there was no Santa Maria. We have places like Salam down, at Kameshi, Kaneshi, Tessano now Santa Maria I won't be surprised one of these days there will be an area called Eli, Eli, Lama Sabatani (laughs) my God, my God why has thou forsaken me (laughs) but that's why we are a city because we are populated but then he says the desolate city Desolation means emptiness. Something that has been ruined and is empty. So God says, the desolate city, the city which is supposed to be populated has been depopulated. For a city to become desolate, something radical has happened to the city. Something has moved the population. Something has hit the the city. Something has ruined. So that's how God is calling Jerusalem and Israel. You used to be populated, but you are now empty. The desolate city. So God says to his children, in this dispensation, you will make desolate cities inhabited. Now, I want you to, you know, when you're reading the Bible, it's always good, important to pay attention to construction. He didn't say desolate cities will be inhabited. That's not what he said. He says, you will make desolate cities inhabited. You will make. In other words, there is something you are going to do that will convert the desolate city into an inhabited city. It's not going to happen passively. You're not going to sit and see it happen, but you're going to exert force. Force took away the people. Force is going to bring back the people. You're going to do something about it. You will make desolate cities inhabited. Somebody say, I will make it. Oh, please. What what kind of church are you? Is that how I, did I say, I will make it? I say, say, I will make it. Say it one more time. Say, I will make it. Say, I will break through. I will overcome. You have to say it with force. You have to believe it with force. You have to act it with force. You will make the desolate city. You will make the desolate city. You will make the desolate city inhabited. Whether it likes it or not, I will make it inhabited. Whether the devil likes it or not, I will make the desolate city inhabited. That is God's promise to me. If God says you will make something, it means he's with you. It means he's with you. When you take a step, he has taken a step. When you speak, he has spoken. When you act, he has acted. When you step out, he has stepped out. Don't just sit and wait for it to happen. Say, I will make it. Amen. You will make the desolate city inhabited. What it means? Two things. First, you will reverse what the enemy has done. You will turn, overturn everything the enemy has done. You will reverse it. Whatever the enemy has done, you will reverse it. Somebody say, I will reverse it. Say, I will reverse it. It will not reverse by itself. But I will reverse it. I will reverse it. I will reverse it. I will reverse it. I will will come to this city that is being made desolate. I will reverse that situation. I will look at my life that has been buffeted and I will reverse that situation. I will make it. I'm going to do it. He says you will make the desolate city inhabited. I will reverse it. And secondly, it also means to improve. To make everything better than it was before. If the cities were big, they would be bigger if they were great they will be greater if they were mighty they will be mightier when God causes you to make desolate cities inhabited they become improved they become better than they were before this morning I came just to announce God's good news to you he says get ready Get ready. Get ready. Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch out the curtains. Lengthen your cords. Drive your stake in strong. Because you are about to expand in a way you have never experienced before. You are about to inherit places that has been denied you. And you're about to make things that are negative to become positive. You will reverse and you will improve. And finally, this is the assurance God gives to them and then I'm done. He says to them, do not fear in verse 4. Verse 4. I'll just read it. Verse 4 and 5. Do not fear for you will not be ashamed. Oh, I love that. Because some of you are saying, what if I do it and it doesn't work? He says, do not fear, you will not be ashamed, neither be disgraced, for you will not be put to shame, for you will forget the shame of your youth, and you will not remember the reproach of your widowhood anymore. For your maker is your husband, the Lord of hosts is his name, your redeemer is the Holy One of Israel, and he is called the God of the whole earth the God of the whole earth a mighty clap offering he is the God of the whole earth he is the God of the whole earth he is your God he is my God he is the God of Israel He's is the God of Mesa Otebel. he is your God he is the God in whom we trust get ready 2022 God's people are coming back They are coming to rebuild. They are coming to inherit. They are coming to make things inhabited. In the name of Jesus. Lift up your hands to the Lord. And begin to thank him for what He's about to do in your life. I sense breakthrough in your life. I sense breakthrough in your life. I sense breakthrough in your life. life. Oh, just thank him, thank him, thank him. Thank Him. Thank Him. Thank Him. Thank Him. There is a release of God's spirit in this house. The bondage is over. The desolation is over. We are making it different. We are changing the situation. We refuse to surrender. We refuse to lie quietly. We refuse to go quietly. In the name of Jesus. We take hold of the promises of God. And so, Father, as a church, we receive this promise. We bring ourselves into Isaiah 45. And we position ourselves as inheritors of the promises of God. We stand in the place of prophecy. Your divine word to us. And we take that word and make it flesh in our lives. And we declare loud that in this season, in this church upon every member and their home and their family and their businesses and whatever they touch this blessing will rest upon them they will be builders Lord in the name of Jesus and God will cause you to improve reverse and improve everything that the enemy threw against you you will reverse it you will unwind it you will turn it back, and it's going to be better for you. Somebody celebrate the Lord and give Him praise this morning. Oh, give Him praise like a crazy people. Give Him praise like a crazy people. Give Him praise like. Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mensah Otubio, like his page on Facebook. Follow him on Twitter at Mensa Email Otterville at centralgospel.com or call 233 302 688 000.